Ready the run, went up with Zaki. Giga kick and Zaki. Two lengths away, then the Bandersnatch and Cascadian. But Giga kick's got a strong kick. And he goes home in the group one, a big winner. Giga kick by two lengths in the all eight stakes. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm up and about. It's a big weekend of racing coming up. And John Walter is a pest. And he's taped up. Looks like he needs the uh, the black screen or the green screen for him. Just put your hand up to the camera. And well, what's what's doing there, Walt, with the uh, strapping on your wrist? Well, no jerking for three weeks. Too much jerking. And then jerking. I've come home and I'm too back at it. And now I've had to tape it up. But I tell you what, it works a treat like. Keeps it nice and firm, and you can sort of just keep your. It's it's perfect. I'll tell you what, you what you popped a rib on the golf trip. You couldn't get around the second game of golf, yeah. and then you strapped up. Three osteo appointments, another one at two o'clock today to try and whack the rib back in. You blokes just beat me to death while I was over there. Well, ever since I saw you last Thursday, I've been crook as a dog. I think Donnie's. Just well, that's given- right. I haven't been bleeding on the show. No bleeding from me, only you. Well, I tell you what, I've had a sinus infection ever since and uh, I've just come good, went to the gym this morning. I feel up and about, but there's one bloke down in Melbourne that looks fresher than me. If I got a haircut that sharp, I'd think it would be all done and dusted for me. DK, you're looking good, mate. Oh, yeah, Scotty. Oh, the old sinus infection right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Right, yeah, whatever you reckon. Uh, you know, you know, you <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, took to me and Junior off with well, well, well needed haircuts yesterday, but amazing. Like I was like again, like the wild man from Borneo beforehand, and get one every couple of months and sharpen up, and hope it helps tipping winners, mate. Finding winners, backing winners. I tell you what, uh, you're not missing in the Group Ones. You're the Group One performer. I don't think it's a Group One race this weekend, so you're gonna have to be in the paddock. But uh, Giga Kick, no reason to knock it. First time, Mark Reed Pearl. If it uh, hasn't failed at the trip, don't knock it. So a uh, little hat tip there. And I think, uh, Walt, you found it as well. Everyone lined up. So we pushed out now our weekly emails. This is a back gear kick. So we're on a bit of a roll with uh, a couple of the models. Did help when uh, did, did help when DK got to Tom Marquand and set him out at 33 above for, for the first 600. <laughs> we didn't realise that he, he was going to do that. Oh, well, if it was ever going to be found out at the trip, it would have been in that uh, testing, testing fourteen hundred was it, but not a problem. So, um, no, no, that was a, that was one from the old days when I, I first started working for Reed, and I think something was fourteen hundred to two thousand or something. And I said, oh, I wouldn't run it down a well and all this sort of business and a pissed in. And, and he said, hey, here's a lesson for you, young fella. You know, never pot him at the trip until they've uh, completely failed at it. So, um, and there was another one. I mean, there was another one there at uh, She's Orc Shenanigans. There, whoever was knocking it, the knocks on it were. You know, distance career twelve hundred off the thousand meter race at Bendigo and all that business. Well, sat three what on the pace and pissed in. So, um, first go twelve hundred. So, yep, no, it's good. Good pull that one. Linda, Linda, she's uh, she's too good, Linda. But I tell you what, Nico wasn't far from the money. It was uh, it, his tip at thirty to one was Elphinstone. It was in a bumping duel with. Uh, one of the Mar horses or something like that. It's uh, definitely worth following that runner from the McAvoy Yard. It up was in huge. Distance, up in distance when it can take a position in the race. Been out the back. Wow, I tell you what, that uh, that was a big uh, red light run, that one. I'm not sure if it would have beaten Chisel's shenanigans, but would have given it a hell of a fright if it had uh, clear room, that's well, for just sure. Just the, the way they begin, you know, you learn to get out of the gates, one flew the gates, one sort of bumping jewel, a bit grubby out, and next minute it's last or second last, but uh, now it's got plenty of raw talent. So good, good, good pluck by Nico there. Walt, even you uh, hit the scoreboard finally, Democracy Manifest in the last. What have I done? Hey? I missed. When did I miss? Democracy Manifest. When did I miss? It was a beauty, what wasn't I, it? What have I been missing? Up the Marrera. Yeah, just way too good. Way too good. That poor poacher, it was off the planet and it just needs bone dry, but I don't think it would have beat Democracy yeah. Manifest anyway. You're right. He's a pretty good horse. Nice horse. And then uh, Jay Parr, Overpass, an absolute beauty. I think you must have fell asleep on the couch. That was the other horse that we had to back. Well, it's, I don't know how. You're across Adelaide. You're across this thing. It must be all the bloody gear you're on to get over this <laughs> cold, this cold, sorry, the, the Hollywood flu that you've got. And it's, uh, it gives you a lot more energy than DK and I have here being family men that look after <laughs> our families rather than watching, you know, quackers and Adelaide protests in our spare time. As a, as a classic, the, the photo finish, you can see just Josh just smiling. Sort of looking across and had a Carberry on had himself sixty sixes. I think he never even thought it was close. But um, yeah, crikey, good, good, uh, good cash day. And it is, it's good for Australia. When it's like when Gary Moore went over there with Takeover or whatever and, and won the whatever he won. The role, I, don't know, I don't know what he won, but um, Joe Jenny, yeah, Takeover uh, Target. No, no, um, which horse? No. Yeah, so it's good for racing when someone like Bjorn and Gary Moore win these big races. It certainly helps lift it, but geez, they do a good job. That, that um, 
I nearly fell asleep. It went for that long, but that that thing that owed that uh, Beth, uh, what's her name, the girl, owed to the quacker. Yeah, it was incredible. Like it was whoever wrote that has Brit- t- put a lot did of. Did Brit um, write it? I don't know. If she did, she's a freak. It, yeah. it, um, it was very good, but it's, uh, it's it shows the sort of level of care they put into their racing compared to some other jurisdictions. I, I thought I thought the whole thing was a winner. Yeah, it was the first first sort of WA race I'd sort of had a sort of got interested in for. God knows how long, you know, winter bottoms and all this business. But this, that's because of all the drama with the barrier draw and Amelia's Jewel was in it and, you know, um, Overpass and the Victorians and uh, then, I don't know, I tuned in and watched it. It was a bloody exciting race. So, um, yeah, no, it was a winner. I don't know what, what you say the crap. Their timing could be probably better of when they, they run it. I don't know whether it's, um, you know, sort of the back end of a pretty tough carnival to get to get the sort of top-level horses. But, um, yeah, the, the winner, the idea was a winner for sure. How's DK? He's just... Built his sort of reputation on maidens. Now he's tipped four or five winners in a row in the group one races. And now he just can't stop watching it. He's up and about. Hey? He's, he's no, busy. No, no, parameters have changed a bit. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. He can't just sit still and do. Do you know, things have changed a bit this year. So um, no, I've got to have had to, had to have, uh, broaden my my spec, specs and things like that. So yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I think it was it was a great concept. The barrier draw probably was a, a blessing in disguise. Got him on the front page, and nearly everyone I spoke to in my racing circles had had a bet on the race. And we're all sort of still there watching. But the best thing was the time. It was I know that you sort of missed it and had a bit of an air swing, Walt, but I think it was like 10 to 6. It was still in a relatively good time period rather than some of those other Perth races. Super they're Mario back, Brothers. They're back at like Super Mario Brothers was on it, o'clock. Mm. Hey? Super Mario Brothers movie I was on it by that stage. You're, you're such a dot ball. Walt's gone to, um, where'd you go, Detroit, and you sat there watching Harry Potter Harry Potter no, well, in I, your room I'll rather give than go you the out and drink. Walking around the streets of Detroit or watching Harry Potter, I know what you'd be doing too. Well, no, if DK was with me in Detroit, I'll tell you what, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be in the hotel room watching Harry Potter. We'd There's be out, no DK anywhere it. around me. I tell you what, if they were they were they had a lot better tans than DK, but um oh, I was uh, I was ducking and weaving. Good concept, and uh, it just goes to show you don't have to spend fifteen million on the race; they'll still go over there for uh, and there was a two million dollar first prize, so not too bad at all. Uh, while he's up and about, but might as well just uh, keep digging into a couple into his ribs. Yeah, uh, we not? did a little bit of a Twitter poll. There's obviously been uh, plenty of uh, conjecture about Cox Plate, and we, we are in April, right. so um, this is, is we this need to worse sort of than your take on that thirty length above average being a good ride? Is that is this a worse take? Is this a hotter take? A stupider take? Let's no, all what's this, this one? everyone's talking about all these good most runs from to win last Saturday. Most based like, off there. Last run Saturday, Jesus so who, who's the most likely to win the Cox Plate out of this group of horses? Well, the so funniest. A thing. couple of people said Dubai Honor, which he ran the week before, but you've got Ossipenko, he got 16% of the vote. Militarized got 17.7%. Amelia's Jewel got 44% of the vote. And then uh, 22% or 23% said, said none of them. Let's were. see how talented you are here. What's the most interesting statistic on that page? Um, 10% of votes to views? Yeah, that's exactly what it is, DK, mate. We're on the thing there. That's how dumb the thing is that only one in 10 people decide to click on a button. So that shows exactly, exactly. I, yeah, no, I think it's pretty spot. It, I just can't believe that anyone can think that uh, Militarise could beat Ossipenko home in any race anywhere. But um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I think that was a dead set. I heard, Mid-week the, race. I heard the big blue giant sports bet had put the horse at $11 just to absolutely rob punters. Um, but the problem is, you like, I pulled it up yesterday and whacked it on the stupid website because there's <laughs> it's, it's a hurdle race. Like, at the moment, I'm sure something will show. I don't know if Dubai Honor's coming back, but he's sort of going to be beaten up potentially by then anyway. They're sort of taking him all around the world. Um, he's the only horse that's probably got upside, um, and I, I think with all the new restrictions, it's very hard for the internationals to bring a horse in for it. So it's uh, it could end up being a Wednesday race itself, the Cox Plate, the way it's looking at the moment. Well, it's these sort of three-year-olds, in the years gone by, they were sort of 50s before they'd run in the Caulfield Guineas, and then that only shortened into maybe $26 once they were sort of confirmed to go to the Cox Plate. So Taking on the weight for H-stars. Well, That's exactly. Right. Like, mm. here we are in April. So these futures markets are complete confetti, and a lot of the time it's it actually doesn't do you any favours betting into the futures markets because it anchors you to a position and it, and it messes with your head and you sort of get blinded by a horse for the entirety of the prep because you've shot one at overs and you're completely frozen on that race. Well, that's what I've felt in the past. But have a look at this this race, DK. Free bet, Mr. Brightside, $9.50 at Top Sport or $11 militarised. Tell you what, the $9.50 militar, uh, Mr. Brightside looks like a beautiful <sighs> bet. 
it, just, well, it, oh, but that's what scares you, isn't it? Well, that Mr. Mr. Brightside in 2040 is is like, and he was probably the eighth best run in the Cox Plate last year. That was a messy Cox Plate yeah. where a lot of horses should have run well. So I'm some import will come and and like El Bogadon's come out and gone like a camel. Yeah. Like this, it's just it's not as if it was a vintage Cox Plate no, last year either. It was a great race, but yeah. Okay, no more talk about futures. Let's talk. talk well, you can't bet on them anyway. I don't understand. They're myth your mind. Okay, prior to Jenny. Um, yeah, now interesting... Let's talk about something good. Here we go. Here we go. Prior to Jenny, you actually are. All right. Bring so we've got the up. stewards' report on the on the screen. So basically, Regan Bayless was instructed by a part owner to set a sort of a vo rogue type speed. So he's gone. Depend. There's a couple of conflicting, I guess, data sets here. But looking at punting form, which we use and trust, they've gone 17 faster than their all average benchmark to 600. That's all average, though. That's not class. Yeah. Exactly. So what I'm saying is there, it's uh, the horse that used to race uh, very often at Mooney Valley was a horse called the Cleaner, and the Cleaner set up a big, big speed for Winks when he, uh, when she won, and she put a, like a gap on him uh, winning a Cox Plate. Uh, I think it was like a first or second Cox Plate there. But it stuck up the fence. You, yeah. 17 is a massive figure. Sometimes you see, uh, I guess, minus 10s, 12s, 11s. Minus is very different. Is that above? Fast, faster. Yeah, faster. Okay. So it's definitely five lengths faster than a very fast tempo, I would have thought. But the query with mine is a horse like Pride of uh, Jenny, she has a massive query at the 2,000 metres. So I think he sort of overcooked it and overboiled it and just it was probably poorly executed the way it sort of uh, panned out. But it's definitely a hard thing to do, wouldn't you say, Well, Problem is, or this, yeah, say in in isolation that is insane. Like the – it's like they've said it – well, okay, some – me looking at it, it was absolutely butchered two starts ago, should have won, and then came out, was absolutely cast after that run and was flat. Then they've looked at it or the owners looked at it or someone's looked at it and gone, oh, well, it was better. It went better ridden two starts ago like an absolute whatever that was, right, and uh, and we'll return to those tactics. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's insanity, especially, like, again, like it's, you can't knock a horse going up in trip first. I uh, completely agree with that. But this horse was, like, gifted the front. The day was aiding leaders. He had everything in his favour. All he had to do was just control the race. And, and an owner and a part owner, not a, like, I don't know if he's a majority owner or what, has given a six-page te- text message to a racing manager <laughs> who's then passed it on to the jockey in the mounting yard, not from the trainers directly. I know this person's pretty high up in their um, organisation apparently uh, that, that passed on the information. But then the then after the race, the, the, the trainers are interviewed and they've gone, oh, well, if it was up to us, we would have instructed to lead at a more controlled tempo. Well, what's that? You know, how can that be happening? You, that, that's the problem. And I, I, I don't disagree with your argument that, that owners should have a, a say in how horses are, are ridden, but there has to be a, a, a one set of instructions given from the top directly to the rider so that there is no confusion. No grey area. And like Reggie certainly can't be held accountable here because he's done exactly what he's told. Um, but, you know, was it the right thing? No one will ever know. But the horse went incredibly well, um, all things considered. Uh, you yeah, like this- horses that go forward? Well, just this, this whole, this whole, the whole race, the whole scenario, Prodigy, that day is a whole is a shit show from start to finish, right? Complete shit show. So he's overcooked the instructions. He's, like he said, given given instructions to Reggie. Reggie's bamboozled. He's gone. He's supposed to lead at a good tempo. He's gone completely berserk on it. Um, it got got me thinking. Um, so Tony Atobre is the owner, right? And he's he's a big owner. Like he's not a part owner with a small share. I think he's a bloke. He's got a lot of horses. He'd be handing over a million dollars a year in training fees. Um, was a, a was an apprentice jockey. He's a young fella. Didn't do any good at it. Worked for Colin Hayes. Obviously, fancies himself as having a bit of opinion. And then I went to. I thought, well, as the bloke got form, I'm trying to think of his horse in the past. And then it was. It's only three weeks ago that he had a horse, um, Jenny Contessa. Exact same thing in a maiden, twenty six hundred meter maiden at Ballarat. The horse is stepping up from sixteen hundred, I think, to twenty six hundred. D Bates has gone completely berserk in front on it. It's knocked up the last 200 or something, as it's entitled to, and the race has gone, they've just gone berserk. Then it's come out at Bendigo last week, and he's obviously at Archie or someone said, let us ride a quiet, for God's sake. So they've ridden at midfield with a cover, and it came out one by five links. So um, there's, there's right there. So he's obviously, he fancied, they let him, anyway, like the, the stewards, or well, someone should have got hold of the instructions and been notified that this thing's going to go nuts in front, or gonna, we're going to go faster than we normally have. Um, yeah, but the whole scenario started. Look, I don't mind owners, especially big owners, 
you know, big owners, as Bart would say, Bart would say it's a hundred dollars a horse, hundred dollars a day to train the horse. But if you want to give me some advice, it's two hundred a day. You know, so you know you're going to have high maintenance owners, high, pro, high owners who want to stick their bibs in, and owners who let you train the horse. Trainers get on there and say, "Oh, these owners are fantastic. They just let me do what I like with the horse." Then you might have a bloke like a toe, bro, who wants to be in everything, but he's a huge owner. He's got brood mares and. You know, like I said, he he'd be paying a hundred grand a month in training fees. So um, the other and, thing he and, does is he's a very generous owner. Apparently, if if, he does. Uh, if things fall directly, if in his favour, so Singapore slinger he is, and and therefore they're going to listen to him more than someone else. Then there's the whole thing: is as soon as he sends the instructions through, you know, and they're taking his instructions, then does he get on the betting sites and start betting because he knows exactly what's going to happen, and Ooh. you know things like this. Like it's it's a bit of um, you know, there's Pandora's, Pandora's box. box, yeah. Pandora's a bit of a Pandora's box, you know. So um, if he exactly knows, yeah. So having that much influence over the jockeys, it says, you know, he's. T- Imagine if I owned the horse, you'd be in jail forever. Right, but I would be, and that's. But should I be compared to this fellow? What's the difference between him and I? Well, hundred percent. I don't know him, but uh, but that, that that's the problem. You've run over a China. And having said that, the whole there is just just not to sit. But he he was only partly into horse racing. Then his daughter died of a brain cancer. And to, to keep her memory going, he's gone and spent all his millions on horse racing and named all the horses after Jenny, Jenny his daughter, and 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 he's, so he's a big contributor to racing. But just this particular thing was a shit show. So and we're not um, hanging him either, like because no. it's not it's not him. It, it's for him to pass on his thoughts to the trainer, then the trainer to sort of siphon it all through, and then it comes to the you know one person gives keep, the, tra- keep it the jockey, for the jockey. instructions. Mm. That's, mm. that's what because, the jockeys say: give them as least instructions as possible. You don't want to confuse them. <laughs> the ugliest thing that could have happened is, okay, these instructions go out and there's a plunge on Dymal, not on resource. Yeah. You know, then it gets ugly. So it, it really has to fall back to the trainer or whoever's in charge of the horse on the day to be the only person who gathers all instructions from everybody and, and passes on the one set, the master set, to the, the jockey, I guess. Hmm. The trainer's in a difficult position, but I guess they they, as you're, they have to filter it and find the balance because all of a sudden they lose the horse if they go against what the trainer says. Well, that's right. And then at Mars, the Mars, they've got, they got the data guys, they've got the racing managers, they've got Gabrielle Nutt had the text, that Eustace is there, So and then Baylor. So it's got, there's four sort of four people involved, plus the owner, there's five. Five people sort of get this text mm. and working it out and everything like Rather than you know, so there's it's just a yeah, it's, it's a Pandora's box. Yeah, there has to They've be a chain of out. command and a pipeline, and it all goes through it. I bet you Kieran Mara will be onto it Monday morning about that whatever happened. They're not telling them, maybe not telling the owner off, but working out a better with the Tobra's instructions. We need a better system. Jury's still out, and I guess prior to Jenny uh, over two thousand well, meters. It is. Oh. It's been an enormous run. Like you know, who's to say she can't run it rated properly? Hmm. At her best, not off. That was yeah, and it's a it's a missed opportunity for them because it really was the day where you know mm. lead and get a few off the fence was a huge advantage. She had no competition for the front, so I can't add any more. But uh, if you want to have a giggle this weekend, make sure you check out the Comics Lounge. It's, I think it's the final uh, week or two of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. So if you miss the guys uh, on the circuit, they often uh, pick up gigs at uh, Melbourne's home of comedy, the Comics Lounge. So make sure you go see those guys, or if you were. Uh, want to just do something a little bit outside the square for a party, you can uh, hire their comedians. So that's a good little angle if you are uh, you got your 40th or your 50th or, or something upcoming. Uh, good strategy there to spruce up your party. So hire their comedians as well or the venue. Today's show is going to be a beauty. Uh, Donnie, he's uh, got the same virus. I thought as it was him. over. What? He's I thought, a that, beauty. Was he's I thought a beauty. that was the show. You're talking fast. I thought they're that the was the end of the show. They're the highlights it? just there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we haven't even started. Oh, I've just got to tip the card again. <laughs> Today's show, Don is good. I tell you what, this is uh, a weird one, Donnie. He must be crook. He's jumping off uh, the boom horse, Chinny Boom, and he's going searching for value in that race. So uh, it's a must listen, that one. And he's got a, a little Tamworth special on Friday. Donnie. Is Don as good? He's on. He's on the Donnie mend. Out Don. wide, Donnie out wide. If there's any joint harder to back a winner than Hawkesbury, it's Tamworth. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually had a quick look, but I wasn't going there either. I tell you what. A funny tweet yesterday, super multi-man, uh, Nick Cat the Cobbler. He sold his shoe shop. He's moved into an apartment that he bought. With so his, he has his magic sold multi. Yeah. No, what? He, he sold, sold he's his got shoe, rid of shoe shop. shop he's he sort of, of yeah. semi-retired, forex trading, a little bit of punting. He's now thinking about moving to the country. He's he, what, he's thinking about maybe Orange, Lithgow, 
and there's a third place, maybe Parks, and he wants to. Yeah. He was getting some support to say, all right, where's the best racetrack? I guess it's Orange with Tedeschi and Tedeschi. Couple- I was going to say Tedeschi. You could be Tedeschi's neighbour. I imagine that. Imagine up. him and Tedeschi down at the local pub betting on everything and malting up everything. Oh, and Tedeschi then, and- like that. Good bowler. And then he followed up this super multi-magic man, said that he's going to get a two-year-old, get his trainer's license and ride it. Literally ride it, Literally yeah. ride the horse. I tell you what, I don't know who to insure him, but he needs some life insurance because I think the- uh, Would he shoe him the, himself? He'd, be hey? sure, he'd shoe him he'd himself. He'd shoe his own horses. Yeah, yeah, he'd shoe his own horses. Tell you what, if you don't follow super multi-magic man on Twitter, you got you got to get around Good. it. He hasn't, got any, he hasn't got a bad bone in his body, that bloke. He's, just, he's, got, he's going along for the ride and he just speaks from the heart and just blurts <laughs> it all out on Twitter. <laughs> Whatever's on his mind, he just no points and shoots. No comment. Mm. Johnny Walter, unlike Mug Punner, you've got your laptop on your travel for a winner to Hawkesbury under duress and riding. You sent me a message when at like 8 o'clock or something with my deadline approaching. Um, you I've forgot been the show through was on. 73 times trying to find something, so be warned. It is uh, it is under duress this week at uh, the mighty Hawkesbury. Marera going there, is he, Marera? He'll be there, and the problem is he's such a great rider, but he doesn't know how to ride these tracks. Like he shows himself up at Warwick Farm a bit. You say he rides the first one like God. You think, wow, he's he's uh, he's just a freak, and then um, he just gets lost for half the rest of the. He, he's he's very good, but some of these tracks just need a little bit of um, finesse, bit of finesse, and a bit of homework. And he's, he's he'll, he'll get there, but um, it's just not that easy to to lob at Hawkesbury for the first time so and, and would, understand Would it. you say a couple of switches? So if, say, Marrera was off one that was fancied in the market and Nash jumped on one, you wouldn't be deterred and that could be a set play from the stable going, all right, we'll put Nash on instead because he knows the track? I don't think there's any set play from that stable. I think they just throw throw, <laughs> throw enough at the wall that something sticks. But, um, yeah, it's, it's – they're just quality riders. It's it's good when you it's good when you, you're worried about uh, sort of Marrera off Nash on and, and things like that. They've got um, you know plenty of talent, plenty of uh, yeah talent to choose from. But um, you just got to be a little bit wary with Marrera that uh, things aren't all like if if you take it for granted that you know that a certain horse needs to be ridden a certain way, he may not be aware of that. So oh, Hawkesbury sounds fun. Uh, Nick Noonan's found a potential moral at Mornington. I think he's another uh, fun another fun joint. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a funny little horses for courses track, that one. He's horned up uh, for the card. Uh, I've got my He bunny. looks horned up. What? Well, we've got the inside mail. He's the undertaker. He, he looks like horned <laughs> up. That's exactly how I describe him right now. Uh, I've got the punting form hat back on. So Perth last week, I'm going to zip into uh, Rattle Raid, uh, just like live boys, just fly in. You're just hoping for another protest got or something. Rattle <laughs> Jeez, it's been you know what they've done? So they then I think the first six races are on the parks track, which is leaderish, oh and then the last three races is on the normal track, which is fair. So tell you what, racing's hard, and I just don't know why they do that to punters. Especially last on the race big I watched days. with at Adelaide, Shoals won it, and I saw Shoals had a horse at the trials the other day. <laughs> Jesus Christ, time moves, doesn't it? Like <laughs> holy crap! It feels like five minutes ago Shoals was coming down the outside against you know nature strip and horses like this, and now it's got its first foal. I think Trevor Nico said that Kings Will Dream was running around at Mornington Cup or won the Mornington Cup five years ago. Jesus Christ, that's gone quick. A trainer sort of said to me the other day, he goes, oh, I remember this day I was at Canterbury on a night and a Saturday and I backed this week. He said it was about five or six years ago. I said, mate, they haven't raced on a Saturday at Canterbury for at least 15. <laughs> I looked it up. It was 2003, 20 years ago, Florham Floozy, Duffus' colours. Like I remember what it was yesterday, but Jesus Christ, 20 years ago. Christ, we must be getting old. Top sports steamers, they've got two bigger bets, much to uh, your satisfaction, but I think uh, they're both great lays. So Tristan's caught them well. Uh, Family-owned operated the boys uh, up at Top Sport on the Gold Coast here with Walton and I. They're in God's country. Make sure uh, you download the new app and give it a spin if you haven't for a while. They're uh, very solid operators, and they bet you uh, once they, they put their prices up, they'll take a, a decent bet. Nico, uh, we might have to get you off mute, wake you up, and uh, see if you're ready for the uh, the Royal Rumble. But uh, morning's in, uh, this Saturday. Undertaker, are you going to go in there and uh, cause some havoc? Hopefully. Uh, hopefully we can find a few winners for the punters. Yeah, it uh, should be a good day out at uh, morning. Beautiful. What's the uh, what's the little photo in the back background? Are they different horses or is that one? What horses are they? Uh, I think it's all the champions. I think Farlap. Uh, Animo. <laughs> Animo's not on there. Farlap, uh, Doremus, Saintly, Sub-Zero, Let's Elope, Kiwi, Think Big, Might and Power, Media Puzzle, and Maccabi Diva. So... No, Animo. We, we might get him added. Militarised. Militarised and pick and gut. That is all those awesome carry him. <laughs> oh, he's over the odds. 
Over the odds, eleven twenty six dollars, eleven dollars. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's spear straight into Mornington, and I think the weather's going to be fine. Is it, uh, Nico, for this this weekend's racing? Yep, should be sweet. Should be on a good track, hopefully. Uh, well, the first race we're going to have a look at is the uh, the Guineas, and the favourite is uh, Waltz on, uh, sorry, Dashing's 380, Waltz on by 440, Elkington Road 550, and then at $8 you've got Lethal Thoughts and Grand Piero, and then you've got uh, Tapper Capal uh, off a bit of a flop in the Albury Guineas at $10. Donnie will be grinding his teeth. He was uh, horned up there. And then you've got horses like uh, King Samuel at $18 and Lightning Flash at 19 The replay we're going to have a look at here is Dashing uh, in the white and the red, and this is... Uh, I think it's the Gringotts form, isn't it, Nico? Yeah, it is. I think you get a similar run on Saturday up on top of the speed. Um, as you can see here, Gringotts and Loco, sort of the two horses coming at him in the blue colours. Um, Gringotts gets a better of him up along the inside. And then Loco heads him. Looks like Loco's going to go straight past him. But um, he gives that horse a good fight to the line. This race rated through the roof, about 13 and a half weeks um, above the all-average benchmark on punting form, which is really strong going for three-year-old sort of off-season grade. And, um, you look back through this as well. He's only beaten a length and a half in the Guineas by, you know, Sapenko and Co. And um, he led them up that day. I think he's a horse who, you know, this preparation, we probably found his level, that sort of listed um, grey, which is what he finds here. Probably should have won the Walkerville Guineas. He got too far back there. But um, when Linda rides him, he seems to be put there right on top of the speed. And I'd be expecting him to uh, be doing the same there on Saturday. I'd love it if he led. Outside lead would be fine, just like that race. And I think he. He could bring in the best form. He brings in the different form as well. All these are through the Bendigo Guineas where it was a really good day to be on the rail um, with that bias track and lethal thoughts, bolts on by. They had really good runs in the race. I thought Elkington Road was probably the horse to take out of that race. Given he wasn't on the rail, um, there's nothing in bolts on by's sort of races to me that would suggest she's looking for 1,600. She's never that strong at the end of 14. She's bred to get 1,600 metres out of Stay With Me, 1,000 Guineas winner. But um, I thought she was a little bit of a risk at a mile and then I don't know if Leith, I think Lethal Thoughts probably overachieved a bit with the the way that track was playing, getting up along the fence. So um, I thought dashing with the different form and probably the best form looked a, a really easy bet here. Linda puts him in the first, hopefully first two, and he's too hard to catch. I thought 380 was extremely generous. I thought he'd be more like 280, to be honest. So happy betting up there. Interesting. One. I don't know. I'd love to see Elkington Road lead or blinkers on or just something to fire this horse up. He sort of, he can take half a position, but he just doesn't really finish off all the time. DK, you got any thoughts about these these horses? They're sort of, oh, your sort of. Nico land on dashing. He, he's a beauty dashing. Um, it's it's a, just, even from, I think it kicked off at the Warnable Carnival this time last year. Have a look at its form. It's so consistent. And if, if you just notice then, you can see every time it has a real trier, like it just tries. You know, just keeps trying. Even when Loco went to it, the other Loco, Loco and Gringotts are proper horses, and it kept going, kept going with them. Um, so yeah, and again, I like something coming out of a one horse coming out of a a good race like that versus another three or four coming out of an iffy. I think it was a fast run race. So um, yeah, no, no, I, I thought I'm, I'm dashing. Happy stick with Nico there for sure. Rubber stamped is a moral. So three out at top spot probably won't last if these guys have definitely lined up. Grand Piero, where uh, where will its grand final be, Nico? It's uh, I thought it was, its run uh, behind Meritus was uh, full of merit for a horse. Maybe what I don't know, uh, like I said, Queensland Derby type prep. Maybe I think it's it's probably a bit too far behind. Like he's only second up and he's had mm. forty days off. Hometown Cup day. What about a setback? It seems it's well, sort of a setback. It probably should have run in the Bendigo Guineas if it was being set for this race. So, uh, yeah, and I thought that Flemington race was also junk. So, I was happy enough to be against him as well. All right, chips in uh, dashing. It is the other good race on the card here is uh, the Mornington Cup over twenty four hundred meters, and his shocker has come up favourite here. Barrier fourteen gets B Shin four dollars. Nonconformist barrier one five fifty. Right you are seven fifty. Vowne declare eight dollars. Benno thirteen dollars. Herman Hess thirteen dollars. Fancy Man fifteen. Gear up seventeen. Swords drawn eighteen. Port Phillip eighteen dollars. Yafet. $18, Kabosh, $19, uh, Nico tipped the last start. And then you got a horse like Aurora Symphony, you know, Adelaide Cup winner, Rebel Racer, $41. And Kamora, um, sort of back from the wilderness in the, the Melbourne Cup at $61. So pretty competitive field here and uh, not a bad uh, Mornington Cup field. The replay we're going to have a look at here, and I'm interested to see what you take from this, is uh, gear up, Nico. It's sort of widest at the moment with the, uh, the yellow and the maroon or second widest. 
And uh, when I first looked at the replay, I thought, oh, there it is, boxing on uh, sort of three off the fence, but that's Namirian. And I thought, oh, if it was Namirian um, and not uh, gear up, I would have loved that run. But um, what's your thoughts here? Well, he's a shock who's also in this race. His favourite runs four. I think the way this race has run, it just didn't suit gear up at all. He's not, I don't think he's come out here to be a, a wait for age horse. And that's obviously one of the better 2000 meter races we have. It was a slow tempo. Um, he's probably a bit too far back to really show any sort of turn of foot there. Getting out to 2400, I think, is really going to be key to him. Um, and potentially this map, he's going to get a very good run. Probably just in behind the speed. Look at his form overseas. It was his best form was probably over. You know, further, um, I think his last 2400 meter run, he was only two lengths off Dubai Honor. Um, and there he's about sort of six or seven. So I think getting up to 2400 is a big tick and getting to a dry track, I also think will be a big tick. And you look at his form, I, I don't know if the wet tracks are necessarily to his full liking. His first up run was pretty good in Australia. So I thought he's probably a bit of a forgotten horse. Um, just probably maps to get the right run. And I could really see him improving at sort of. 21 bucks. If I was playing exotics in the race, um, he'd be a horse I definitely wouldn't be leaving out. He's a shocker. He's obviously got a good chance. Um, I just thought he was a little bit short given the map, um, but he brings in some really good lead-up runs. I think he probably overachieved somewhat in that Queen Elizabeth, given how slowly run it was. He was in the right spot, but there's no doubt that's a, it's a good form line for a Mornington Cup. This is the strongest Mornington Cup I've ever seen. This is a, a ripper race. We under Claire, run a huge race in the the Tancred, so there's just Group 1 form coming from everywhere. Non-conformist really started favouring the Australian Cup. He was second pick. Didn't get the right run in the race there, but he's winning the Flamey. If he can replicate that sort of figure here, he probably would just win. So, um, in a race that has a plenty of chances, I thought it's a great, it would be a great race to watch. Um, yeah, definitely the best Mornington Cup I've seen. Just so many good fo- horses in form coming to this race out of strong form lines. Uh, like, you look at the Adelaide Cup, where I would assume in years gone by, they'd be right in the race. It's 50 to 1, um, Rebel Racer. So, great race. I thought Gear Up may be the value. Jay Mott, Hometown Cup. Um, Annabelle, probably set to peak third up. Definitely could have something on him at about 18s. But um, I thought Vow and Declare probably deserved to be a little bit shorter. I would probably have him closer to favourite than what the market does. I think he might be coming through the right lead up in the tank route. Had about nearly a month off, but he seems to race well. Gap between runs. Um, had a gap between runs and Melbourne Cup into the uh, Zipping Classic, which he won at the end of the spring, and uh, he just looks to be flying in this campaign. So I thought he should probably be a bit closer to favourite. Sort of six or seven dollars looked at, attractive for him, and then Gear Up, I think, is the big improver in a tough race, but a, a good race. Didn't really look that comfortable when you compare his Neville Silver run to uh, his last start in the Queen Elizabeth Gear Up. I tell you what, he's a horse that needs a lot of riding, a bit like myself, but um, finished off much better than Neville Selwood on the on, on top of the ground, to my eye. Well, you got any uh, any? Any feelings? I've got in? another uh, good statistic here. That's the first race that Benno's been in in history that you haven't mentioned it. So have you finally dropped off? Yeah, he's, I've penned him. You penned him. So moral. <laughs> Circle him in your race books, punters. He he does make gear up better at the weights. Uh, DK? Oh, if it had been, I'd say if it had been an average or normal Mornington Cup, then Benno might have been it. Benno's in the mix. But this, as Nico said, this is as good as Mornington Cup as you see. And I mean, when they're holding, when they attach the golden ticket to it, I think this is what they were what they were always hoping for all along and getting horses uh, into it in form and good horses. And, um, yeah, so they'll be, they'll be wrapped. Um, they'll be wrapped with this field and, um, yeah, deserving, deserving. And, and probably what a, what a win will be a, some sort of chance in the Caulfield Cup, you'd think. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I'll, be, I'll be watching. Some, you know, Mornington's not one of my joints, but um, but uh, but I do. I, I did so when Nico was tipping gear up is um, um, I love Jay Mott from Good Draws. I mean, he just gives them every possible chance. So uh, you'll get a – whatever happens, you'll give every possible chance that horse. He's a shocker. Barrier 14, 2,400 metres. Does it run 2,400 metres? He's a shocker, Jay Walter? Wouldn't have a clue. Hmm. I've got a big concern about that, but I'm happy to forgive nonconformists at the price at 550, John Barrier 1, Jay Childs. Happy, happy to forgive one run in the Australian Cup, which is pretty hot form. Cascade and Numerian. You saw Numerian finish in front of Gear Up and – I think he ran what second in this race to Mount Popper. Uh, was it last year? Nonconformist year, year or, or the year before? I think, it was the year before. I think it, Mornington really suits him, and he'll just get suck, 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 and then just push out one, one, one run. And uh, I'd rather take the five fifty him than he's a shocker. Well, we'll back off him at four dollars. I think that's poison odds. He's a shocker for a horse query at twenty four hundred. Yeah, I thought it probably should be more like five or six dollars if you're probably closer to six, and him stamped at four sixty. Like, say if he was. Seven or eight dollars, it'd be a way different story the way you're talking about him. But 
just seems very well found at four sixty in a in a race where you know they they all have got a good chance, don't they? The the top few in the market. So yeah, I thought he was probably the the sort of hole in the market at the moment, and uh, you know there's probably a bit of value around him. All right, thanks, Nico. Good luck on the weekend, and make sure uh, you check out his uh, mounting yard mail pack. Twenty five bucks a week for uh, Wednesday and Saturday. So if you want his insights, you can get him there three to five minutes before the off. Nico, ring back if you find a winner at Hawkesbury, mate, because I've got no hope. <laughs> I thought actually I did have one thought on Hawkesbury. I thought floating artist might be floating artist. There he is, yeah. DK's horse. I thought he was a little bit short. Short, too short. Yeah, thought second up, a bit flooded first up in the at Bendigo had the bias in favour. Was really big in the mounting yard, so I think he would take good improvement from that run. But I would be shocked if he's peaking sort of third or fourth up in this campaign. So, um, yeah, one of mine, one of mine, definitely. Same with DK, and I love the horse, but could not be backing him at four sixty on Saturday. I'd like him on a bigger track too. I think his best best runs are always on big tracks where he can wind up and use his strength down the straight. You know, so. I don't know if Hawkesbury will suit him either, will it? I don't know what Hawkesbury suits, worms or something. What does Hawkesbury track suit, worms? Suits, suits no one, doesn't it? <laughs> worms. Good luck, Nico. Thanks, lads. Uh, Nico is a punting form disciple. They're the best in the business uh, when we quote data. It's always those guys. So uh, make sure you check out punningform.com.au if you want to take your betting to the next level. And at uh, DK, you must be cross-referencing a bit of punting form because you can just pick up the punting form laptop and that's how you can do Perth. You can do any state and you can just – Bet wherever you like, whenever you like. You can go to Darwin, you can go anywhere. They've just got the data. Singapore, Hong Kong. Doesn't, isn't, that, isn't that exciting for you? No. no. You just want to be in New South Wales, I northern New South Wales. I just like covered. to be in my comfort zone. It's <laughs> the Walt zone. Scary. Mm. Scary. Tempting bowling. Bit of New South Wales racing. PVL there to guide us. Everything's great. It's all gravy train. Do you like that the Saturdays move to provincial circuits like your Hawkesbury Scone and all Not that sort of tracks thing? that can't handle, handle it. it. And Hawkesbury's barely a provincial track. Like it's I don't know what they've done to it, but it's just cast. Like it's it's horrendous. It's not up to city racing this the, the the track itself. So no. Not not this. I like the Scone one. I think Newcastle certainly. Um Gosford, yeah, no problem. But Hawkesbury either needs to be revisited or no. Bulldoze it. Yeah, it's just not a. It's, uh, you, you, if turnover numbers are up, up on Saturday, there's someone playing. Donald Trump's got hold of the voting boxes. Mm, that, uh. <laughs> Geelong, Geelong just got one scoot, which is um, again, there's, there's a good, beautiful, big track, middle mm. of summer, I think, maybe early Jan or mid Jan or something, with a get a massive crowd there on a Saturday. So they've really thought about that and put it on the right spot. But again, beautiful, big track. Um, we're lucky in Victoria with these Ballarat Bendigo's sales. Hmm. Beautiful big tracks as opposed to um, quirky tracks. Geelong's got an airport. They, the whole surf coast is absolutely going places. So it makes hmm. sense to invest uh, down in that neck of the woods for sure. Hawkesbury, let's find a winner under uh, sufferance, according to Walt, but hmm. most things he does is under sufferance. No, we're, trying. we're definitely trying. Okay, let's have a look at uh, Hawkesbury. Race six, the gold rush over 1,100 metres. And Matt's favourite here from Barrier 1260, Malkovich 550, Athelric $7, a very fine red $7, Titanium PR $9, Juan Diva 13 Zethius is 15 and Foxfighter 21 in the 30s or better for the rest. First replay we're going to have a look at here is a very fine red. was uh, a good run here behind. Kalos and the Bopper. There it is in the purple with the uh, black and the little white snip on its nose. Walt. Yeah, I think it was a pretty well, at least steady to slowly run race here. So a good pipe opener for this horse. Has shown good form down the straight, I think. Um, sort of, I think, peaked but sort of kept coming, which is what I wanted to see. I think it's more of an 1,100-metre horse, 1,200-metre horse than a 1,000-metre horse, but uh, a perfect sort of lead into this. Key to this horse is more... <laughs> as long as it doesn't give up too big a start, just want to sort of get, see it ridden positively enough to get on the coattails of the leaders so that it's within sort of two or three on the turn, then I think it's it's more of a grinder. So it's not the horse that's going to unleash from eight back and round them up, I wouldn't imagine, even though it looks like there's good speed here. It just sort of needs to be just behind them and getting to the right part and grinding them down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the trial we're going to have a look at here is the 11 Fox Fighter, which has got, um, I guess, similar type form lines. Pretty quiet. It's in the uh, the red with the blue and white striped sleeves. It's just sort of poking out to uh, like third last here under a pretty tight hold. And it sort just- of does that the whole way. Um, the key to this horse is dry. So it's a soft five at the moment. Even that's like not ideal. Uh, three days is where there's no rain predicted. So hopefully it's not sort of super hot weather, but sort of mid-20s. That should be enough to get it back to 
somewhere near a four, and that's the key to this horse. Uh, again, um, wide draw, and uh, there's sort of uh, titanium power, who I always underestimate when he comes back in distance, um, that he's not going to show enough speed, and the blinkers come off him here, but hopefully does have enough speed to sort of kick up underneath Malkovich. Then you've got Othelric, Prince Invincible, Zorro, Cat. Hopefully they all line up and, and at least set a, a solid first half of the race, which will set it up for a, a horse getting to the middle here. So the, the, the issue with this track, um, the inside's been playing a little bit better than it usually does, especially when rain affected. Now they're moving the rail back from the three to the, the true. So if it's rail true and on pace, we may have an issue here. So keep an eye on that. But um, if it's normal, you sort of got to get five, six and sort of up sort of 10 off the inside, ideally, which is what I'm hoping for here. I'm hoping that uh, Andermatt, who was a very good run in the Galaxy, is um, sort of goes from... 51 to 58 kilos here and and gate one hopefully that's enough to sort of see it buried back the inside and if that inside is smelly enough to uh, make him vulnerable and uh, off the back of a fast tempo I thought Malkovich actually trialed quite well it was probably the first horse I had a really good look at but um, just hoping very fine red tags him as close as he can early settles sort of three or four off and then if one horse is ripping home I do see it being Fox Fighter at sort of 20 to 1 I just think he's He's a crazy price. If he can be midfield on the back of a very fine red, if they're coming down the middle of the track uh, together, I'll be I'll be very happy. Beautiful. All right, we won't give uh, Hawkesbury too much time, but I've thrown in a bonus race, race seven, market only Hawkesbury Guineas, the Fortune Teller three ninety, uh, Rosetta five fifty, Hawaiian five zero, six dollars coat seven, Atmosphere eight fifty, True Crime eleven, Hell I Am fourteen, uh, Sizzleman is seventeen, a lot more love eighteen, twenty dollars for Mumbai Jewel. And uh, much better the rest. When you look at that market, is there any thing uh, that excites you or well, gives you a little tickle? It's a like fortune tellers. The horse that I want to shoot. It's a horse that where my phone cut out while we we're away. And uh, what was the matcha latte was going to put ten on it? Then yes. somehow this horse kicked back and beat it. But that was sort of heavy ten conditions. Uh, you'd have to sort of. I'd have to risk that horse back to this sort of track. Hawaii five zero. I thought was beaten on its merits in town. Um, yeah, sorry, midweek race uh, last start was it? Oh, sorry, it was uh, that was two starts back, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's got beaten twice. So it's got beaten twice. No, last start was watch the clock. Last start he finished. Yeah, it was watch the clock at Randwick Inside Track. I think it was scratched its next start in a in a listed race. Like it's a it's an honest horse, but not a horse I want to go looking for here. I think he's sort of shown himself up a little bit. Rosetta won on a heavy track last start where everything fell its way. Coats an absolute mental case. So. Maybe back to Atmosphere, who third up could be peaking, but maybe looking for a mile too. So it's a bit of an ugly race, I think. Um, yeah, I, I'd be no. It's it's just it's not a it's not a year where there's a horse coming through here that you, you're really keen to find. Probably a Y five O is the one that gets the right run right behind and you know, Gay Waterhouse each way. Um, it's going to run well, and maybe a big gross horse he'll, he'll strip fitter for that run, but it's a pretty tough race. Okay, so uh, that's how inspired about Hawkesbury we are. Maybe Mug Punner's going to pull the right rein and uh, totally uh, brush the meeting. But if you want more of John's insights when he's had a deeper look at the uh, the markets and uh, closer to Saturday when we know conditions and then just throughout the day as well, you can get his uh, thoughts via Telegram or the Discord channel. It's an absolute beauty in Discord. I think they've uh, dropped a couple of uh, double-digit winners in there, a couple of boys, a bit of a... Bit of Ric Flair, uh, Lair bets on sort of Mondays and Tuesdays. Were they all there this morning waiting for the Manukau dog prices to come up or something? Is that New Zealand? Yeah, Manukau. It wasn't even in. Like I looked at the thing, I'm like, these guys are, yeah, it's just too good. One of them, what do you say? He's having doubles at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, if you, if you're, if you, if you've got some issues. You'll find a home. Mm, nice and segregated the chat. So the AFL talks in one area, the NRLs in another. So if you want uh, more of more gambling, just in general, you can head to the Racing Watch chat room and uh, go for gold. But uh, John's insights are the safest bet there, without doubt, and uh, tread with tread warily with uh, all the other advice in there. All right, uh, DK. No thoughts about Hawkesbury. <laughs> you still with us? Yeah, Hawkesbury. That's funny. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodworms, I'm telling you. They're the ones that love Oxford, the bloodworms. All right, I'm going to have a quick look at uh, Adelaide. And as I said before, uh, really tricky if you're betting over there because the first six races are on the uh, the parks track. 20 which runners. Which is lead leaderish. <laughs> 20 runners. So yeah. versatile, he's scooped. He's Mr. Actually, versatility. This actually looks a bit. Well, I know uh, these horses better than I know the ones at Hawkesbury. Uh, Look at this. Well, I tell Seven you what, it, it's absolute fraught with danger. So in race six, the Nitschke, you've got Royal Merchant, Cast, Meredith, Prairie Flower. So that's an absolute nightmare race. Race seven, you've got Ayrton, Saskatoon, Mike Khalifa, horses like Lord Vadivostok. So, okay, 
brush that. So I get to race eight and go, well, what am I going to do here? I love it. It's like a good dolphin fest. Mate, this is crazy. Anyway, market for <laughs> market first, 320 Renoso. So it's got the what you need form. So pretty uh, pretty obvious there. You've got dual 650. I'm loving your $8. Grey River, $12. Sweetened, $12. Uh, Red Zeust is $14. Hellhound, $15. Seven Vales. New stable here. Mark Newnham out. Seema uh, Eustace in, $16. Press down, $16. Lady Dido was a bit of an eye catcher last start, $16. And then you got... Uh, and at nineteen twenty dollars, uh, about the rest has a bit of a tail. This uh, race, and it's a um, bit of a tricky one. But the horse I like here is uh, Duel, and here he is uh, Duel at the Valley, and the horse outside him is uh, in the boat, which is a tough customer. And then you got a horse like Maliva. I think there's a race full, so it might um, the vision might skip here. It's not our uh, AV, but I think he does an okay job here to uh, to box on and. What I like about him here, I just don't think that uh, 1,200 metres is his go at all. I think he's a 1,000, 1,100-metre horse. Um, you've got a horse like She's All Class, sort of savaging the line there. You've got Frankie Pino, all that form super. This horse uh, gets back to sort of the three-year-old grade here. It's third up, 1,100 metres. He does like his run space, so I think um, – I don't think he was sort of knocking up out of, you know, over a fitness query there at Mooney Valley because he does like his uh, races um, space. But I think 1,200 metres back to 1,100 third up is perfect for this horse where a couple of these other runners, and especially the fillies, they might be just having sort of pipe openers for uh, the Group 1 Sangster. I've never really backed a horse like Duel. I do note that um, Nico loved him in the yard uh, last time. I think his comments were something like Duel's gone from a boy to a man, this preparation. So... He's uh, definitely uh, sort of bulked up in condition. Bit of and, uh, DK a bit of in the yard, a bit of DK strut. No, oh, DK looks I mean, he looks like a man today. He yeah. looks like all about business. Yeah, the haircut, he's looking Sharp. good. He's had, he's had the clip. Uh, so that's uh, that's the horse I've liked and just signals as sort of the value there. The, the Danger Seven Veils is an interesting one. I'm not sure about this horse. Um, New Camp is exciting. Dry Deck is probably exciting, but it's got 58 kilos. It has to give uh, 1116 gates a bit of a sounds barrier trialish, doesn't well, it? But it's it's I wouldn't I'd say it's the best horse in the race if it if it found its best. $18 is a very very big price, but um I just think that this camp might run it absolutely dead for the uh, the group 1 Sangster. I sort of did have a bit of a sniff around to see if it was any in any futures markets, but the bookies are too good. Um she's not <laughs> she's not in the group 1 Sangster. Just markets. not in there. Just not in there. So if she comes out and wins me three, I'm tipping she'll pop in there. Can you get one of your mates to ring up? No. Huh? No. What what, what happened? Like, up. We just need to find someone to just ring him up and they, hopefully they put 50 up. I think Super up. Multi Man might be our man. He could be him, man. I might DM him. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, of the rest of them, I thought uh, Hellhound's got uh, a nice race in her. I think she's a good horse and uh, a horse like I'm loving you. I thought this horse had ability but uh, just didn't come up last prep. Not sure what happened to it. I can see and make cases for Lady Die Die at Big Odds. Uh, Wongo Award uh, is another one that could probably run a race and then I think that's about the race. But um, – this is absolute D-Day for uh, Duel. I know he's got Barry 18, but there's a bit of a run to the turn here, and I think that uh, Todd Panel's a really good booking, and the Freedman camp are just notorious for taking a horse over to Adelaide and um, getting them to peak for a grand final. So this looks like the absolute go for this horse, 1,100 metres, third up. DK? I was just just because just, just, just you're speaking about Duel and Duel and all these horses with the, with the Rosemont, the Victorian breeding syndicate or whatever they're called, are uh, all under the footballers' names, Dacos, Mullane, Duel, and there's plenty of them. Okay, so there, that's this and looking at the other big top-end players, Harron and all the blokes, like it, it doesn't it convinces me more and more that these people should be paying some sort of tax because they are having a bet, right? They are betting. They're just betting on breeding, all right? So the, the Victorian Syndicate, I don't know how many slow they spend. Go and spend $20 million mm. on 30 horses trying to hit the jackpot of getting one to be the stallion, which what's that worth to them? 30, 40 to, you know, so they're putting all their money in all these rich blokes, Nigel Austin. So they're punting, but they're punting on the breeding. So, you know, it's just, uh, that's what, it, you know, I'm just saying they haven't had a good one yet, this Victorian breeding syndicate. I mean, Duel's probably the best one on my lane, but still, they're nowhere near cracking a group one, you know, big stallion yet, but um, they're going to keep betting and they're going to keep buying up and putting in their 20 million or 30 million until they can hit a, hit, get a result and we get their 40 or 50 million out of it, you know, so. Um, that's that's how it's working at the top end now. I think it should be a stallion tax. You're taking a three or a four year old horse off the track, so you're robbing us of the talent that has earned its. Like DK saying, it's built yeah. its value on the track. It's built its value on the track. That's and the asset. It away. And then, so every time that that horse has a cover, 
or services a mayor, that should, there should be a stallion tax. DK, I think you've absolutely nailed it. We're going to clip that up for socials. Don't know where it goes. Don't know where it goes. Probably Don't into the abyss. But it's, uh, it's 100% correct. I mean, it should the be a stallion yeah, the money tax. Has to, the it's the be problem is tax. it has to be work that it comes back to racing, and that's so hard. But um, They are betting. They are. They are. Yeah. And look at look at the site. Look at that champagne stakes. You've got militarised beating bases loaded, both of them, that China Horse Club, whatever that is, same sort of syndicate set up. And it's a Wednesday yeah. race, and it's probably worth twenty or thirty million. To I, I want DK on a board or on a position of power, sitting right beside Peter Valandis. I want DK Valandis up uh, with Andrew Jones. I want them all on a panel, and I want DK to there be the punters punter fighting for us. I'm serious. Yeah, I, know, I know they all put in. Obviously, they all got paid training fees and put their money in, and they have a lot of horses and things like that. But um, you know, they tax tax the punters to the hilt. So you know, additional something. I think. I think something like this. What's that? Some, something like that. <laughs> what the hell is, is that? that? Something like that. That, that. That's actually a good start. That's hey? exactly it. That's the that's the uh, <laughs> the Breeders oh, Association, the new Breeders oh. Association League Council. Yeah, DK. DK. Oh, yeah. Imagine, and, imagine okay. me going with PVL. Jeez. He's got an angry, serious face yeah. there, doesn't he? <laughs> Very serious about his taxing. Stuff. I love it. I, gee, I tell you what, that wasn't on the run sheet, and I don't know where that's all come from, but it's just amazing how those things work. DK with the stallion tax. Absolute pearl. He's on fire. Starts tipping group one winners and he comes up. He's solved all the industry's problems. Okay. So there you go. Back duel. Uh, Renoso obviously, obviously can win, but uh, 3.30 is too short. So that's uh, Scooty's uh, little look for this weekend. Let's have a look at uh, Donnie's best. No joy last week. Head wall. Gee, it was weak. Everyone was tipping it. Cost me a car. But here he is for this weekend. Donnie's best. G'day, gents. The racing's heating up in Durban. So am I. So I'm pretty keen on a couple this weekend. First one comes up on Friday at Tamworth Cup Day. Comes up in the lucky last. Race eight, number three, Starliner. Well, it goes on. He's an absolute gun in the country. Best in the business. Um, the wide barrier is no concern. He'll pop it out and try and get in the 1-1 or get in the perfect spot, come down the middle of the track. His horse won a maiden over 1,500 last campaign, then stepped straight to group three company. Bongless out by two lengths. Was only beaten by 1.8. The decent fall reference. Back to a lower grade race. On the country meeting, Tamworth Cup Day looks a good thing around two dollars forty. Happy to back that. That's on Friday, race eight, number three in Doomben on Saturday, race nine, number two, Spiritualize. This horse is a front runner. I think you can find the front of this eleven hundred meter race. It trialed like an absolute rocket. It's off a short break, so it has pretty good, uh, pretty decent residual fitness from the Magic Rains campaign. Eleven hundred meters, perfect. If it finds a front, it's going to be very hard to run down. Eleven or twelve dollars at the moment looks a nice each way play. So that's the Doomman Race 9, number 2, Spiritualized. The best bet is on Friday at Tamworth, Race 8, number 3, Starliner. Good luck. What do you think about uh, Starliner at Tamworth, Walt? Well, from gate 14, considering it's sort of not a horse that runs forward, if it lobs in the 1-1 where uh, the big man's got it mapped, I think the $2.10 or whatever it is will look like value. But um, other than that, uh, no, it's probably the best horse in the race. It's just yeah, big field, first up, wide draw around Tamworth is not – Easy, but um, I see I see where he's coming from. Does look very well placed. Just needs to have a little bit of luck early. The other one uh, he's tipped is uh, race nine, number two, Spiritualized. First up, Golden Barrier sixteen. So he loves a wide draw. Um, he tipped Chinny Boom at dollar sixty last time, and I, I should have probably got the replay up. But Chinny Boom was held up the whole time. They went really quick, and then it just ended up putting a gap on him when it finally got out. So. I can't make a, a case against Chinny Boom. I think uh, it's it'll it can measure up and win a, a race like the Mick Dickman Plate. It's been three fifty into two ninety at Top Sport. I'm surprised that Donny's got off it. I don't know these horses back to front, but I see eight leaders, and it's drawn widest of them first up. Um, that scares me, but uh, again, Donny knows these horses better than me, so. Uh, yeah, geez, there's an abundance of speed in that race, and. Uh, Oof. That's why I came back to Chinny Boom because it was just it, they they went super quick and it it still had the the class to really dig in and just power over the top of them. I've not really seen much of this horse, um, but whoever this Clint Ta- Clinton Taylor is from Rockhampton or wherever he is, that's the great man. Um, he's doing a good job. Jared Wellow's brother-in-law, is it? Right. Garnet Taylor's, yeah, it's Garnet. It's Garnet's son. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. No wonder he's got a bit of ability there. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a few chats to DK recently, Jared. He's, he's said there. Every every time I talk to him, I just like him more and more. Walt, he's an absolute beauty. Yeah, I, I've never had. A, I, I blew with everyone. I blew with myself about fourteen times a day before I even get out of bed. So, and I've never had one with him. So he must be all right. 
Outstanding. Uh, quick uh, shout out to one of our new sponsors, Simon's Zara Racing. Obviously, I've got a connection with uh, Cam Cook Bloodstock. Um, if you liked Shizzle's shenanigans win in the uh, the Voba showdown for a million dollars, uh, I think there's uh, some shares or the Camericans will sell it by the end of the week. There's a half, I think, uh, by Brazen Bow there, and I think there's another Zoo Star there that's nearly all gone. I think that's uh, got a bit of toe as well. So make sure uh, you jump into our emails or uh, jump into our DMs, and uh, if you're looking for to race a horse, Simon's R Racing is uh, a new sponsor of the show. So happy to have them on board, and uh, hopefully uh, they do a good job. Top Sport, we're in their camp, and we've been with them since day dot. But uh, last week, great house. Uh, wasn't really suited by that uh, tear away. But, gee, I tell you what, it's a horse to follow. It was uh, the $125 bet at $41 that Walt was disgusted or didn't want to talk about. It's Maybe he was saving it for himself. Chris Waller. Great. Was it? Chris Waller, great house. Just knocked up. It was a good run. Yeah, Chris yeah, Waller. Great run. Yeah. Great run. Uh, this week, let's have a look at him. Morfittville race seven, number seven, uh, thousand on Saskatoon, and this horse like the name. That's got to make it a good. And it's race seven, number seven, mm. and it's got a good name. It's got to face Ayrton back onto a dry track. Ayrton's four sixty. B Melamon sixty kilos, weakest race that Ayrton's ever found. And then horses like Mike Khalif are absolutely airborne. No name lane's going to give cheek up in front. And the other horse, the tab put up. $26 about Lord Vader Vostok and his replays worth having a look at last start at Oakbank. It had no or just didn't get round the course at Oakbank. I'm surprised if uh, Michael Hickmont doesn't win with this horse, Lord Vader Vostok. If it's not the weekend, this horse is knocking the door down. He's absolutely airborne, uh, Lord Vader Vostok. Oh, that's dead set. If Mellum, Mellum's on air, then it's dead set. Absolute last roll of the dice, isn't it? If anyone can get it to go, it'll be Mellum. Well, Ollie jumped off it after the Vic Handicap and said it just doesn't go a yard in the wet. And the more you dig into Ayrton's form, I think the time it flopped up there in the Gold Coast, it was over, what, 1,800, was an awful setup for it. And then they raced it on that bog track, if you remember that, DK, up in mm. uh, off a pretty good run down here. So it's definitely a 1,400-metre horse, definitely needs dry. But if you go back to the Scolopini uh, run when it was first up and even like the Five Diamonds run, it was, you know, it was not bad that day. And then it only got beaten a length. Oh, I wish I'd win. So if you can forgive a, a bog track, uh, there'll be a lot of people that jump into it and at sort of $5. But and he'll get I a handle on it because of Jamie. Jamie will fill him in. But um, if there's if there's any quirks or anything like it, like he's done with Cascadian, finding a mm. way with it, different way with it, you know, you've just sort of got a kid to it a bit. And anyway, so I'll be interesting to see. Okay, I'm looking forward to watching how Melham goes on it. Mm, be interesting to see uh, what tactics they are. But. Um, if if he's one of yours, just be careful. Like don't don't completely jump off him because it's the it is the handicapper tells you he's uh, it's the weakest race he's seen for a while. The next one is Hawkesbury race nine number three floating artist a thousand at six. I think this might have been just before final field, so uh, they've shopped overs here. But uh, that's probably the price that you would have wanted to take. Um, but Nico's pretty against it, and DK saying it wants a bigger track. So that's the hardest race I've ever seen in my life, and there's. 10 dual, triple, quadruple acceptors in it. So, yeah, I don't think it's even worth tackling until. <laughs> is that the new mandate race? That was, is he, was he the, yeah, uh, the dual acceptor? Yeah, I think acceptor? he's in that. He's in a few other races around the place. Hmm. Um, Lord Ardmore, Hosier. Wow, that is, that is nearly an impossible race. Yeah. Mm, absolute disaster. Enjoy that one. All right. I think um, that's about all from us. I, I got think- one that poor uh, Belinda Hodder had a fall yesterday. Young, a new mum first yeah. coming Inato? back to, no, she bought Macquarie um, track work riding, sort of just easing back into it after having her first um, kid and hopefully she pulls through everything okay. I don't think she was in a good way yesterday. So thoughts with, with her and her family, not easy. Mm. And um, I did see Michaela Lawrence and a couple of people tweet out on uh, racing.com yesterday. Uh, I think one of the Freedmen's uh, track track riders or staff has got um, some sort of form of blood cancer as well. There's a Go- GoFundMe page. So make sure you check out our little birdie handle. I think she's going to be in for a bit of uh, – Good thing about racing, everyone sort of does rally around Do that each right. other. That's one of the great things exactly. about our industry. Great things. Mm, so, so she's she's at about I think thirty k over after you know, twenty four or forty eight hours, but she'll need every bit of it, and she's only twenty five. So, um, yeah, tough story out of Victoria for her. So make sure you get around her GoFundMe page. Just on that, uh, I think we're gonna warn a ball. We might do a, a a silent punters club or some sort of like tipping syndicate. So stay tuned for that. So we won't do a three day stream, but instead I think we're gonna do a um, maybe a stream or a battle on SA Derby Day and Doom and Tenth thousand days so i think it's like scone the scone feature meeting there so I hang think on it's a scone feature meeting and you're calling it the sa derby day group one group one and then scone have got a what what did pv oh, got a, a pop-up a, race a group, is, they have group race in sa do they the 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 scone huh 
They don't have group racing in South Australia, mate. No, uh, Doom and 10,000, I think. Yeah. I'm coming, James. That SA Derby this year, I don't know, all these nice horses that keep going good, like Loco, and they're going to the SA Derby. So it's going to be a beauty. Christ. Some good horses What's that come, the world come through to? it, SA What's Derby. What's coming to? It was like four weeks out getting pumped for the SA Derby. Yeah. I love it. I love it. He's a new man. New haircut, new man. Positivity. Group one hunter. He's back. All right. So uh, stay tuned for all that sort of thing because, uh, yeah, Warnable's coming up soon. So, again, no Two stream. Weeks. but we'll, Two weeks. We, we'll definitely do a stream on uh, on that group that group one and that uh, that Saturday. I think it'll be just better for us too. I think it's a better, better return. You've got heaps better horses. You've got racing at Flemington that day, Morville, Doombin, and then Scone. If you can't, if both, if one team or both teams can't make a profit that day, might need to give. What them. about the mocking? Wasn't there? I saw something about it. Does the mock exist? You've just put it on it. You just put a mean? cloud over the meeting. <laughs> well, if you can't win on those days, give yourself an uppercut. Well, DK's just said it's the greatest race in history. The SA Derby. Didn't say he'll win on it. It might, might be twenty. <laughs> chance, might be fifteen chances. Beautiful. Final word, DK. Uh, uh, packing them tonight. Real Alliance or something. Real Alliance might give show a sight at five or six dollars. I think it's in one of the maidens. It's, it looks. Uh, it looks a really nice horse, actually. It's a bit of a race, but um, real alliance. If you watch this early doors, uh, have something on it. Outstanding stuff. Thanks, DK. Appreciate you going into the office. Nico's given us yeah, uh, very little. Brush me again. So hopefully we can uh, get a winner or two out of him on uh, Saturday at Mornington. All aboard, dashing by the sounds of it. We'll see you next week. Hey.